Welcome to Round Guy the Podcast. Uh, I've got Round Guy on the phone with me. And Hello, we're... sports fans. Howard Cosell, speaking of sports. There, right there. Dave Johnson. Hello, Dave. Gosh, I loved Howard Cosell. I really appreciate the, the Howard Cosell voice. I liked him, too. You know, uh, uh, he was an interesting cat. I, I never met the man. I would have liked to have met him. Did, so you never? I was wondering if you if that would have been someone that you'd ever had a chance to meet. You want to hear yeah. my? You want to hear my impression of Howard Cosell? Yes, I would. Do you say what they wrote about me in the Des Moines Register? He needs a little work, Dave. Yeah, but he, you're on the right track. He got all upset about the Des Moines Register writing something about him, but uh, anyway, he was. Yeah. Uh, he was upset at the Des Moines Register. He was. What was that about? Oh, I, I don't remember. I just remember him saying that they said something that he didn't care for about him. Huh. Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about the Yankees wild card game. Uh, let's let's hear your impressions of how that played out. The debacle at Fenway. Yeah. Wow. I I certainly uh, would have hoped that it had gone the other way. Uh, interesting game. I I tell you, uh, the Yankees could have used certainly some better pitching out of Garrett Cole. You know, he was uh, supposedly the the key in all of this, and and uh, uh, his contract reflects that that they had uh, confidence in him to, to win the big games, but he sure did not do so last night. He only lasted two innings. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably uh, could have got him out of there in the first, you know, it was just, but you know, you just never, uh, you never know. I, I would have thought that, uh, you know, the home field advantage wasn't going to be much of a factor, but I think it was. The crowd was into it right from the get-go, and most of them, of course, uh, Red Sox fans. Uh, the pitching one there, you know, uh, DJ LeMay, who was was sidelined with a hip injury, and so he's a pretty tough out for the Yankees. You know, he you know he puts the ball in play, rarely strikes out. They could have used him. Uh, some people. Uh, we're second guessing Phil Nevin, the third base coach, uh, sending Aaron Judge home on that uh, double by Stanton, and and I agree with Nevin. You know, send him. The Red Sox had to make two perfect throws, which unfortunately they did. But the other aspect of it is is Joey Gallo was uh, up next. And he hasn't been doing anything, you know, in the way of, of putting the ball in play. He'll get a walk for you now and then. But but uh, I thought Nevin was looking at that, whereas uh, Gallo coming up next, you know, he, he wasn't going to drive anybody in. Uh, so I thought it was good to send him. And it, and it uh, squelched any kind of a uh, rally the Yankees would have had going and uh you know like you know many games this season the yankees just didn't uh you know they just didn't hit the ball you know 
comes right at somebody, you know, it's just a tough break. But in a way, now I'm I'm done. I don't have to watch anymore. You know, I don't have to watch and and then uh, you know get all involved and invested in in uh, the Yankees trying to go any further. And, you know, it's tough on an old guy like me. You know, these close games. Uh, you know, at, at times you would rather they they turn into blowouts. You know, just so you can relax a little bit. Uh, I didn't. You know, I'm just I'm getting too old for this stuff, Dave. How about you? What did you think well, of, of it's, that game? It's, it's not so bad over a season to have some close games, but uh, they had so many games, and they, you never felt comfortable with the Yankees get, that were going to win, no matter what. I mean, they were good. Well, at coming. they made they made a good many base running errors. They uh, made some errors defensively, and gosh, it just. Uh, you know, if they had won last night, it, it uh, you wonder how f- far into this playoffs they would have been able to go because they, you know, they just really haven't been consistent. They they uh, they pulled together a win streak of about 19 games, then they turn around and lose 13 in a row. So it was, uh, you know, up and down. I'm eager to see what they do here in the off season, and one of the things. I hope they do is that they figure out a way to keep Anthony Rizzo there because when he got to the Yankees, he started off pretty hot, hit some uh, home runs and what have you, kind of cooled off there a little bit, but he's still a a tough out as well. You know, he, he uh, will put the ball into play and I, I, you can't argue with his glove, you know, he's a platinum uh, glove winner. And, and so defensively, You'd like to see him in there. Well, I certainly think his value is on the defensive side with as many errant throws that come to first base. I, uh, you know, you need a guy like him. Sure do. Sure do. So I hope they do what they can to keep him. And uh, I I know pitching is the key. You want to build a team around pitching. And, uh, you know, Garrett Cole is locked in for a number of seasons. And, and I, you just hope, though, that over the winter and here next spring and, and next season, you know, he turns it around because he was supposedly the key for all of this. And, and he uh, seemingly came up a little short. There were a couple of games where uh, he was dominant and, and pitched real well. Uh, but but we certainly expect more of that out of him because, you know, he's being paid the big bucks. Then this uh, Corey Kluber uh, pitched well, had a no-hitter earlier in the season. But he was back and forth and, and uh, had some injuries that kind of kept him out of the starting rotation. I uh, I hope they've uh, got an ability to keep him and then he settles down, works out, works through some of the struggles that he might have had. So interesting uh, to see what the Yankees do here in the offseason. Yeah, I, I, I mean, as far as that game goes, my analysis is uh, Boston's starting pitcher outpitched you. I mean, it's really, that's the beginning and the end of the story. Yep. They're in any way around it. That's the key. Uh, and it just, it just makes you say, well, let's wait till next year. 
You know, that's R- all you can Rizzo do. Rizzo hit a home run for you, didn't he? What's that? Didn't Rizzo hit a home run? Rizzo hit a home run, and uh, let's see, I think Stanton hit a home run. And, uh, so, yeah, it was the only two runs I think they had. Couple of home runs. Swarber hit a home run for the Red Sox. A couple ex Cubs hitting home runs in that game. Yeah, and that was bittersweet because I'm a big Schwarber guy. I love Schwarber. Yeah, he, he is and, pretty fantastic. And uh, so I, I would have loved for him to have uh, gone 0 for 4 and, uh, you know, struck out a bunch of times. But it was interesting that, that, uh, the Red Sox had him bat and lead off, and the Yankees had Rizzo bat and lead off. So, hmm. kind of a touch of irony there. But, but uh, well, there, there's something wrong with the Yankees. There's some chemistry wrong. There's some uh, defense that's wrong with the team. There's some something about the gel of this team that's not right. What do you? Who's got to go? Who's got to come in? What's? What do you think? How's uh, 2022 going to be a? a championship season for the Yankees? Well, I tell you, uh, uh, some of the, you know, trades they made and the, some of the uh, signings that they had there at the trade deadline, I I kind of like this Runed Odor. I thought he was a good addition to the team. Uh, he plays some defense. He'll get a, a big hit for you here and there, and and, uh, and I think, you know, he's he's one of the first guys to come out and congratulate somebody that scored a run or hit a home run, and that. So I think he's, you know, he's pretty enthusiastic. Uh, I think he's good for morale. I I uh, I wouldn't be opposed to the Yankees keeping him. Uh, you got to keep uh, Lemayhew, and I think they've signed him for a couple of seasons, so I think he's okay. Uh, I, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I think that technically the Yankees are fairly sound offensively and defensively, but it's, it's, there's something about the lack of consistency that's, that's concerning me. You know, there, there have been instances where Glaber Torres and, uh, 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 Urshela, some of these guys have, uh, you know, not hit like they should, uh, or like they would certainly want to. I know, I know they're not, you know, doing that on purpose, certainly, but, uh, you know, they've made some errors. They've, they've not always gotten timely hitting out of these guys. So I, I don't know what's going on in the middle infield, uh, but, but, uh, third base, with uh, LeMahieu and Odor, uh, uh, I think, and uh, I think defensively they're going to continue to be helpful. Uh, the right side of the infield with Rizzo at first base, you got to like him. You know, he's hopefully, like I said a moment ago, that that he's able to stay. Uh, otherwise, it's up to, up the middle. You know, is where. You definitely, uh, you definitely have trouble. Uh, your shortstop and second baseman could be better. Yeah, or at least more consistent because or at least you know it's like average. Sanchez behind the plate. Uh, you know he'll he'll look like a little leaguer back there sometimes, 
and then turn around the next inning and make some plays where you think he's a gold glove winner, which he was handling the balls in the dirt. Will, but but uh, consistency uh, up the middle is is where uh, Ursula and Torres and and this Vasquez kid that they they can make a great defensive play and then turn around and and, and just miss a ball completely and uh, or drop a fly ball here or there and you know it's it's just the Yankees uh, unlike any other team and I don't really follow any other team but but the Yankees have got to develop uh, much more consistency then they're going to be okay they're going to be dominant but well I think the the good news in the off season is there are some really good shortstops on the free agent mark uh, Carlos Correa for one you know I mean you could get uh, there's five or six real well, Javier sessions. Baez I know is one he's one uh, oh. and and I think I think he would look good in pinstripes so uh, you're you're on the right track, I think. Uh, I think you get it. You get one of these premier shortstops, and that'll push you ahead of where you are. Um, I think you should get rid of Gallo. I just don't see any upside to him at all. Um, well, I'm I'm kind of surprised why they were so uh, eager to get him to begin with. I mean, I know he had some good numbers there in Texas. Uh, and he came over, you know, the Yankees were just, you know, just going out of their way to get this guy. But then once he showed up in, in New York, you know, he really didn't produce. You know, he'd get you a walk here and there. But but otherwise, gosh, he just struck out too much. I've never so seen I'm a guy not, hit 38. I'm not sure I disagree with you. You know, it's. It, but I don't think anybody, you know, at this point, with the kind of season he had once he got to New York, I don't know if there's going to be that many people uh, uh, interested in him. Let me ask you this statistically. Uh, have you ever heard of a guy that hit 38 home runs and then only had 75 RBIs? Uh, I'm sure that's occurred somewhere, but I can't think of anybody. I mean, that's a very low production for 38 yeah. home runs on the RBIs. I mean, that means – I mean. It, what are they all solo homers? I mean, all of them. I mean, that is, uh, you know, I mean, you, you could get RBIs by getting walked with the bases loaded. You know, I mean, he didn't. Um, so I definitely think he should go. Um, how much money do you think it's going to cost to to sign Rizzo? Well, I don't know. I just don't know what, I, and I think a lot of it's going to depend on how interested other teams are in him. You know, and and what their salary cap is and whether or not they think they can afford them. Well, I bet it's over $100 million, wouldn't you think? Well, uh, yeah, and, and hopefully for as many years as, as they could get them, but I don't. That's why I'm saying, you know, it's going to be interesting here over the winter to see what happens. Well, I'm going to say this about Rizzo, and maybe you disagree with him. Three years ago, he was a better player. Two years ago, he wasn't as good as he was three years ago. One year ago, he wasn't as good as he was two years ago. This year, I don't think he was as good as he was last year. I mean, um, he didn't even hit 250. I mean. Well, and I, I, you know, as far as this year goes, yeah, his stats are way down. And, and maybe that's 
the key as far as re-signing them, you know, is that uh, some other teams at this point, based on his numbers for this season, uh, might not be as zealous to, to get him uh, and pay him the big money because he had he had a, a, a off season. Well, he had more RBIs than Gallo, and almost half the amount of home runs. So yeah, I, I'm I'm sure Gallo would be the first to tell you, you know, that he had an off year and that he his numbers are way off. And yeah, he's a good he's a good first baseman. He's a good defensive first baseman. He hits your home runs when you need them, like in the last game of the season to clinch you into the you know, and then hitting a home run in the playoffs, and that's that's good stuff. There's that about him. I don't know. I mean, I don't like to sign free agents that are trending down when I'm signing them. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to, you know, th- these guys want 10-year contracts anymore, you know, and $20, 30000000 million a year on top of that, you know. Uh, sure. So but the, the the Yankees, to me, I mean, I, I don't, from the outside looking in, they look like a garbage can to stick all your uh, overpaid, underperforming players just you have an overpaid, underperforming players. Just call the Yankees; they'll they'll be happy to to pick them up. I mean, and pay their salaries. Well, you know, and on the other side of that uh, coin is, you know, they won a hundred games uh, or right there at it. Uh, so, if not for uh, many one-run losses in the season, you know, they. Uh, they, uh, it, it comes back to consistency, like we were talking about. You well, know? I think just, if they if they have just listened to you, and yeah, brought, and exactly, brought, and brought Bucky Dent in, you and me both. You know what I thought was interesting uh, last night, and I kidded about this uh, the other day when I said, "Boy, the Yankees should sign Bucky Dent to a one day contract." And he was at Fenway. Did he, you notice that? I didn't see him. See, like I didn't. I don't have that cable channel that I. Uh, I went to YouTube, and uh, I I was able to get a little kind of a blurry, uh, and I saw about six innings of the game. Uh, I see. All right. I, well, I, I say, had, uh, Bucky Dent was sitting in the stands, and uh, one of the announcers came by and interviewed him real briefly, and and uh, I got a kick out of that. I thought he was wearing a Yankee cap and. And sitting there, and and for the most part, up until that interview, I assume, uh, because right after that, I'm sure everybody checked him out, realized, hey, that's Bucky blanking deck. <laughs> uh, but but uh, yeah, he was just sitting there, and up until then, he was pretty uh, obscured. You know, nobody. I don't think anybody realized it was him. But I assume that after that, he got quite a bit of attention. Well. It was uh, I didn't think it was I was a, I was surprised he didn't end up in the uh, booth uh, with the announcer, ESPN guys, and uh, and have them interview him about uh, uh, his involvement there, Fenway in '78. So well, it was kind of a interesting I sidebar mean, to the whole event. The Yankees need to tweak their team a little bit, get their team chemistry better. I don't know. It doesn't really look like everybody gets a long grade on that team. Am I picking up on that, or or do you not see that? Uh, I guess I I never thought that. Uh, 
uh, I could see where you would, you know, you know, if there's, you know, we never rarely know what's going on in the clubhouse. Uh, but for some of these guys to not produce that are making big money, I, I could see where there'd be periodically, there'd be a little bit of uh, jealousy there or a little bit of uh, angst towards guys that, that might be felt as not performing up to their uh, capability and certainly not up to their paycheck. You know, we don't, we rarely know uh, about any of those kinds of things, but that, you know, that's possible. I just, I, you know, you can't rule it out. What about Aaron Boone? Is he safe or do they need a new manager? That's another uh, part of the equation. I, I think he's uh, probably safe. Uh, I think it might be a little shaky, but I think he's safe. I just feel like, you know, he's had some years and he just consistently comes up short. Well, and, and, and how much of that can you pin on him? Or like we've been talking about, some of these players that just are having off years. Well, let me ask you this. you got a team with one superstar and he goes out there every day and says, man, i got to produce or we're not going to win. You get a team with six or seven superstars on it, they, they might get a little lazy. You know, not or maybe that ain't, you know, but they might think, oh, well, you know, Judge is going to win it for me today or, or uh, you know, Rizzo is going to win it for me today. You know, I mean, it just the urgency maybe isn't there for each superstar. Well, I, I can't disagree with you there. I think that's a good point uh, because all season long, I have watched what I believe to be million-dollar players that aren't hustling. Hundreds uh, of Especially uh, down the line when there's a runner on first and, and they could uh, run harder uh, to possibly beat out uh, the, the relay and avoid a double play. I've, I've screamed at my TV a uh, number of times this season when, when I thought guys aren't running hard, you know, and I've always thought the only guy running hard is Brett Gardner, uh, who I've thought, you know, he hustles. He's the oldest guy in the team and uh, uh, he's the, the guy that's hustling the most. Well, so I want to make a statement. You tell me whether you agree with this. Every other, every single other team that's still alive in the playoff could out hustle the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. And like you say, it's just those little things, just those little things. You know what I mean? Well, especially because I, I've seen some of these guys not hustle down to first base when the opposing infielder have, have bobbled the ball a little bit. And, and that's when I'm the most upset because that's a better chance of, of being the throw out, you know? Uh, and it's why anybody that plays the game at any level should run hard to first just in case the infielder bobbles the ball or boots it in some way. And, and, uh, you know, they, they avoid uh, being t uh, thrown out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would say, uh, baseball, little things matter more than any other sport. Yeah, I agree with that too. You know, bunts. And, you know, and one of the, the thing we just talked about, you know, you got to hustle because you never know if if the uh, 
Pop Fly is going to drop in, or the guy's going to boot it, or or uh, anything. And it, yeah, an outfielder that hard, you're just you're just giving away an out, and and potentially ending a, a rally. An outfielder that hustles to the ball, an outfielder that hits the cutoff man versus one that doesn't hit the cutoff man, a well placed bunt, a ground ball to the second baseman with a runner on third base. Those are the little things. Sure. Win baseball games. So, and and uh, you know you rarely see teams bunt anymore. There's uh, uh, a a kind of a new way of looking at that, and and uh, a lot of teams don't bunt. Uh, teams don't steal bases like they used to. Yeah. But here's risen. an interesting. Let me ask you this. Uh, I noticed it uh, throughout the season, and I and I just wonder where this came from. But when you're in a, you're the visiting team, right? Mm-hmm. And your pitcher throws over to first uh, with a guy leading off first base. The whole stadium starts booing you. When did that start? <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah. you know, every time uh, the pitcher. The, the uh, visiting team's pitcher throws over to first base to check the runner. The the all everybody in attendance starts booing. When did that happen? Uh, must have been recently. Yeah, yeah. I never used to see that, but I thought that was kind of uh, kind of funny how that all started. Well. We- we only got a couple minutes left. Uh, what do you got to say to wrap up this? Uh, the we only run? got a couple of minutes left. Yeah, we only can do 30 minutes on this. Uh, oh, my platform. goodness, David. These people want to hear what you and I have to say. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we only have a couple minutes. Uh, I really, uh, all I, I've got to say is I'm, I'm, I appreciate the call, the chance to have you talk me off the ledge. I, I'm just uh, bummed that. We're not going to get to see the Yankees anymore uh, until next season. Uh, but, you know, they didn't play. If, if I have to be honest, you tell anybody I said this, I'll deny it. But uh, the Yankees didn't play well enough to, to win the wild card or advance into the playoffs. They, they barely they made just it. didn't have any consistency. Uh, a lot of millionaires don't want to hustle. It's just. Some of the pitching uh, was was uh, uh, poor uh, throughout the season. Just a lot of things, a lot of holes the Yankees have to sew up and yeah. and uh, repair before we get into this next season. What do you think? I imagine John Carlos Stanton is somewhere in a hot tub and his mind's a million miles away from baseball and he's probably glad he doesn't have to play anymore. Well, he sure... Uh, came on there at the end, you know, I, oh, yeah, throughout he, the season, uh, he bugged me because he's one of the guys that I thought just simply, uh, just strolled down the first baseline after he's hit a ground ball, you know, and I, I, I would scream, you know, hustle for crying out loud. And, and so I don't disagree with you. He's probably in a hot tub counting his money and, and just going to relax. But, but uh, just not devastated that they lost. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, he's already on the golf course somewhere. So well, uh, well I just 
I, I just I don't know what you can do when when you get a guy. You know, it's it's these these kids that are coming up through the ranks and have been playing minor league ball for quite a while, and and they're making minimum salary that are busting their hump down the first baseline or giving you a hundred percent. It's funny how it's the guys making all the money uh, that that just seem to coast and go through the motions. So, uh, well, people, we're out of time, and uh, you've been listening to the round guy uh, wrap up the game. We are season. out of time. Howard Cosell, speaking of sports, there, right there, Dave Johnson, Richland, Iowa's favorite. Hey Dave, always a pleasure to talk with you. Kid. All right, we'll get, we'll we'll get back with you uh, as soon as we can for some more episodes. Thanks for listening, everybody.